Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the Stay for the Stories podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Elijah. Joining me today is my good friend, teammate, running expert, running shoe expert, Dudley Apo. What's up, man? How you doing? What's good, Jacob? I'm feeling good, feeling good, feeling great. Finally, I'm on the pod. I'm grateful yeah. to be on it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, man, thank you for joining episode two. Uh, I'm excited, man. Let, let's get to rocking. How's your day going? Happy Monday, by the way. Start of the new week. Happy Monday. Yes. How you feeling? How you doing? I'm feeling great. Brand new week. Like, I'm just excited. Mondays, sometimes it gets off a little slow. Today's a little bit rainy so far, but, you oh, know, yeah. I'm up. I'm ready to go. Did you run yet today or not yet? No, I usually run in the afternoon and evening. Oh, really? The, like, during the week, yeah. See, I can't do that, man. I just, there's something about running in the afternoon. I like it, like, with the weather and the sunset. Like, that stuff is nice. That makes it nice. But, like, after a long day of work, um, even, like, I feel heavier because of the food that I eat. You know, like, it's so hard for me to run later in the day than it is first thing in the morning. But you're more of an afternoon runner. Yeah, I'm an afternoon runner, but usually when I run in the afternoons, I know for a fact it's not going to be anything more than like six miles. Max. Oh, yeah. Like, I already know for a fact it's not going to be that much mileage, where if I do do in the morning, it would be a longer mileage. A longer run? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah, it makes sense. So, okay, so with running, you you were, you used to be a runner, right? You used to compete, or like you used to run track, cross country, stuff like that, right? Yeah, so actually, my running career started in high school. So mm. in high school, we did cross country, indoor, and outdoor. So mm. running was all school year for us. So like it was the mm. one sport that as soon as September, as soon as you walk in first day of school, mm -hmm. you start practice until the last day of school. We was always on. So wow. I competed in cross country the first couple during like the fall season mm -hmm. indoor was during for the winter season and then once it gets to the spring season it was outdoor so like there was no off season is what you're saying there, with track there there was legit no off season if anything it was probably a week in mm -hmm. between but at best we're still prepping for the next season wow did y'all have summers off or no or were you still like kind of required to go and do training in the summer so our coach would always give us the month of June off. Okay. And depending, like, if we didn't make it to states or any of the major mm. um, qualifiers, mm -hmm. he'll give us June off. And then he said, all right, time to ramp it back up in July. So mm. July and August, it will be split. So, like, it will be some days we'll be focused, we'll focus on cross-country training and then focus on track some other days. So, mm. it'll literally be a split. So... How many times did you make it to state? Uh, we didn't make it that much. I'm not going to front. We okay. won, like, our borough championships, so, like, our Brooklyn Queen championships. Like, we oh, won wow. a few during my time. So, like, state, yeah, it was, like, a different beast. What did What did you run? What What events did you run in and race in? So, my events were the one, the two, and the 400-meter Mm. Dash and Speedy. of course it was it, it was mandatory to run cross country so like i mm. did the cross country so as a freshman you run 1.5 miles but mm. from sophomore junior senior year you run 2.5 miles so like mm. that was how it was so like every saturday we ran at van Cortland park and it was 2.5 miles every saturday wow. how was the training different with cross country versus track indoor and outdoor 
So cross country, it was literally, we went to our local park. Actually, mm-hmm. we went to two parks, Fort Greene and Prospect Park. And it was just basically mileage around the park, like literally mm-hmm. just working on building our stamina and our endurance. Like, like endurance and distance. Yeah, that was it for cross country. Track, it was, we were indoor, like I said, depending on the season, we were in an indoor track mm-hmm. or we was on an outdoor track, literally working on our speed, working on technique mm-hmm. and literally working on like, some people don't realize we worked on getting out of the block, basically our start off and usually finishing okay. and also baton <laughs> passing because sometimes oh, people yeah. forget like, yeah, there's individual races, but there's a lot of relay races. So like yeah. we always have to perfect our relays. Yeah. And handing off the baton was something crucial because that makes a major difference in track. Mm. Man, what's that video? There's like a, a recent video, maybe the Olympics. I didn't watch much much of the Olympics, admittedly, but there's like there's a highlight reel of some team and like the last stretch, the last leg, three to four, the baton. They like messed up the baton and they're 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 like the, the one guy in the last leg was bouncing it and he finally like backhanded it, got it, and then kept kept running almost dropped it which is like a big no like a big fail but he didn't and it was a whole thing on like the baton handoff that's so interesting and so yeah, like but handoff is crazy it's handoff is crazy that do does it the, like is there a coaching method for it like did y'all have a proper way everybody had to do it or was it like okay i know dudley is going to hand it off to me in this way this low this high was it there was there no. any kind of strategy to it or was it just like a one in one in all you had to do it this way there was like a technique so like there's mm. technique for the time passing so like our coach made sure it was always a technique so like depending on the race which was usually like the two and the 400 mm-hmm. it was basically you looked at the person coming in and like basically you're supposed to like bring them in mm-hmm. like so you basically get ready to take off bring them in grab the baton and just go mm. the four by one was as again that's the name of the game is speed yeah so usually we will have the blind stick pass technique um, so basically you will have to know exactly when the person is coming mm-hmm. get ready to slowly build up and take off but making sure like it, also the key thing about this thing was communication mm. so literally the person handing off the the tongue will have to say something usually in the track world you will say stick which is the universal um, thing stick 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 so like once you say that the person who's supposed to receive it hand is fully extended mm-hmm. and you plant the stick and like literally once they plant the stick it's full motion they're gone to the next yeah. person that's so wild man yeah i have never in my life experienced a baton handoff much less like a track a track meet or a track race when i when i was running like i yeah there's no way so for a brief maybe like one season if you want to call it that for a brief period in middle school i was a field guy i did tra- tra- i did um shock put and discus like that's because I was a big body I was a strong guy and so like I was going I was just throwing things around in the field like but I remember that's because wild. yeah it's weird to think about huh like looking at me now knowing me now yeah dude now so yeah in middle school so I think it must have been seventh grade or eighth grade but check this out. So when I was in middle school, going into uh, into sixth grade, I was like, I was 100 pounds and I gained 25 pounds each year uh, or something like that. So at sixth grade, I was 125. Seventh grade, I was 150. Eighth grade, I was 175. And then going into my freshman year of high school, I was 200 even. So for that, pro- wow. that was progression of four years, I'd gained 25 pounds, pretty much of muscle. 
I would gain 25 pounds of muscle each year uh, going out of elementary school, middle school, going into high school. Uh, that's what it was. That was my progression as a football player. Nah, I um, wish I could gain weight. Like, it's, 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 it's a struggle. Like, I really eat like a fat person and like... <laughs> I just my metabolism just uh, doesn't cooperate with me. It's just everything digested so quickly. Did did y'all have any kind of um diet in high school or like in training? Or no, no, it was just Honestly, whatever. It it was horrible. Like if I told you the the crap that we used to eat, mm. like before like school lunch, like I'm telling you, our go to was fries. Like we would have like oh. a large plate of fries before practice, or sometimes our coach would know before for a fact. Practice. Did you? He's like, I'll call you like, let me guess, you had the fives? He was like, yeah. He was like, oh, great. Mm. He was like, as long as you pull it on track. And then oftentimes, yeah. like, when we're at track meets, like, people don't realize track meets aren't like an hour, two-hour event. Like, it's an all-day event. Mm-hmm. Like, we're there from the morning all the way to, like, the evening. So, like, oftentimes, like, we're just eating sandwiches. And, like, where we used to run in the armory, like, McDonald's was off the block. So, like, oh, we used yeah. to go to eat McDonald's, like, before our races and like just dog out and like we yeah. just like oh hopefully it doesn't bother us when it's our time to run like yeah nutrition was out the game back Shoot. in high school there was no such thing as nutrition in high school growing up yeah man mm-hmm. like I, yeah that's one thing i did not like doing track and field in middle school was how long the day was like you have one bus right there it's all all day like events just filled and like you're up one time like i i threw shock put in like shock put in discus so i went up once i went up twice and like that was it and then you just had to wait around all day and i would watch these fast kids just run and run and i'm like i could never do that and i'm just hanging out all day waiting for the bus ride home i remember um yeah like diet wasn't even a thing back then when i was in high school playing football the my high school was located in an area that like had fast food places restaurants all around the high school so i across the street immediately across the front doors of our high school was taco bell to the right of us was um like a la fitness and right, right in front of the la fitness was a mcdonald's across the street from the mcdonald's was a burger king and so like we had our options of fast food right at our disposal in high school and so uh i'm not sure like speaking of my experience in high school even before football games like we had a barbecue joint like a local barbecue joint and we'd get our pre-game meal was barbecue um before our football games every thursday friday or saturday or thursday and friday we'd have a meal before our football games and it was provided by the local barbecue joint my senior year of high school we switched over to Chick-fil-A or vice versa. It was, it was one or the other, but Chick-fil-A, we'd have Chick-fil-A sandwiches, fries, and a drink before every game, like at least an hour or maybe two hours before every game. And that was our, that was our pregame meal. Um, When it came to like football practices going into senior year, I don't know if y'all ever had like early release and stuff like that. So you'd finish your day early and then have that hour or a couple of hours gap between you had to go between you leaving school and coming back for practice all the kids would just go to mcdonald's and like get something to eat right before practice and like yeah that was our diet such a bad habit to have too that's so funny even now so fun fact i um i haven't had fast food soda or candy in like eight or nine years 
That's like I, amazing. I haven't That's had amazing. a single, yeah, nothing. That's not a single thing. Soda, mixed drinks, nothing. Candy, I'll say, admittedly, like my one thing is chocolate. Not chocolate bars, but like chocolate chips. So like I'll have chocolate chip cookies or like trail mix would have chocolate chips in it, stuff like that. That's the only quote, like maybe candy or, or sweets that I would have, but no Reese's, no uh snickers no, no no candy bar and have not had candy in years no for me like i'm just like i just love food so like i just consume everything that's why like if you see me eat everybody was like yo you're, you're supposed to be a fat person like you really are supposed to be a fat person they said if you ever stop running like it's over you probably lose 300 pounds it's and done. i was just like no i'm like that's one of the main reasons i run i run so i can mm, eat so yeah, yeah the more i run the more i can eat so that's the story about that. Like, Someone, I'm sorry. Sweets are my, like, mm, my kryptonite. I love yeah. sweets, but. Someone was making fun of me about that, too, because I was, uh, you know, before our Saturday long runs with Adidas on, like, on Friday, Friday nights, I usually have, like, pizza or burgers and fries or something, like, heavy that um, I just know I'm going to run it off pretty much or I need that fuel for a Saturday long run. Um, and someone someone was making fun of, fun of me for it recently because, you know, I bake too. So, you know, I, I, I bake and I cook, um, hashtag stay for the cookies. And really I'll mm -hmm. eat like, I'll eat three when I have, um, when the cookie jar is full, I kid you not, I eat at least three cookies a day. Um, and like, but I run eight miles every day also. So like I, I will very easily, not easily, but I can burn it off. And I do run as heavily as I do. I consume a lot of food whether it's good or bad, I eat a lot of food. Um, growing up, did you always run or was it only in high school when you got into running? Did you play any other sports or no? So in high school, it literally was just track. So I did that all four years of my- What about like, like growing up, like middle school, or even before that, no. any leagues, nothing like that? No, so I did oh, wow. actually, running actually, everything started for me in high school. Like, oh wow. It wasn't like, cause again, like, my school was known for like basketball so like mm. they used to get all the top recruits to play so like if unless he was recruited you wasn't gonna make the team like mm. it was very wow. like you're you're not really gonna make the team and we that didn't have football yes oh. and we didn't have football so it was like the only real sport that you could really join was like baseball or track mm. and honestly i wasn't good at baseball at all so i was like you know what i'm just gonna do track yeah and i just realized like i, I was good like i was fast enough so mm -hmm. I was just like, hey, if you're fast enough, then hey, you might as well stick on it. So I stayed only for all go. four years of high school. Um, and you grew up in New York, right? Born and raised, like in, ever in Brooklyn. Since Brooklyn, just the only place I knew for all my life, all thirty years of living, Brooklyn. <laughs> wow, that's insane. Well, that, that makes—I mean, that's cool. I guess I, I didn't really know. I didn't really know if you were born and raised in, in New York but in Brooklyn that's cool because yeah football so I was talking to Les about this about football here in New York so like some schools just don't have it or some boroughs are limited in playing football whereas in Texas it's like it's a big deal to play football yeah. um man so that's interesting and so you're really your running career started in in high school did you stick with it throughout college and then like even to now with Adidas and uh, Adidas runners so no, actually the crazy thing, like after high school, like college, like I just didn't get an opportunity to run. So like mm. I was upset about it, but then it was just like, okay, I just, I just said my, my running career is over. So like mm. I really spent the next couple of years not running, 
didn't think about running zero like running was just no longer in my life mm-hmm. and so honestly like a few years back when adidas runners first came around mm-hmm. and again like when i first heard about adidas runners it was just one of those things like who are they it's this mythical group quote unquote. <laughs> like there's these group of fast runners like everybody runs a marathon like mm-hmm. everybody's a distance and like I was just like, yo, I can't run with these guys. Yeah. Like every like they they're running heavy miles. Like I, I out of my myself, league, pretty much. Yeah. Not even. I'm like, I'm nowhere going in. And I always told myself, I'm not even running anything more than a 5K. Like mm. I can't even fathom a 10 mile long mm. run. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. but what I did was I started to attend like the hill and temple workouts. And mm-hmm. just because I felt like, you know what, I still had some speed in me. So like let me just go to those and just you know thing. But it was just like how warm, inviting the community is, and just oh, like yeah. just the love of running. Like you just saw it in everybody's eyes, and then you just heard everyone's story. Like, hey, I started like this, I started like this, and then I realized mm. a lot of people didn't even run. Like, yeah, like just runners. Oh, they they just started running in their later life. Uh-huh. So I was just like, hey, if everybody could have this point, like, why not me? Why not now? Mm-hmm. So I used to like every day after work, like I would just go and run miles and just like try to build up my mileage. And I was like, yo, if I want to really be part of the community, like I got to do a lot of work behind the scene because I mm-hmm. really want to, you know, one day get to the point where I can say, like, hey, I can do five miles. I can do mm-hmm. 10 miles. Mm-hmm. And then that's where it got to the point where I slowly progressed where it was like, yo, like I can't believe it. I'm actually doing double digit mileage. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yeah, yeah. I can do this. And then that's when the crazy thoughts come in like, hey, I can do a half maybe. Maybe mm. I could do a marathon. Like those once you like I said, once you are surrounded with runners, like mm-hmm. you start to believe in yourself and like you motivate yourself to do the impossible. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I love how you noted the how how loving and accepting and open the community is. Also that everyone comes from different backgrounds. So like the my story of the non-runner turned runner is so relatable because it it expands across many different like uh experiences but like that's true like a lot of people in our community even that like current runners um to my surprise have like they grew up not running so the non-runner turned runner is like a real thing um and like a lot of people share that story and i think that that's really really cool even to the extent of you not running your whole life but you started running in high school you know, so like that in its own is like the non-runner didn't even run until high school and then you turn into running. And then fast forward a few years now. Okay, so well, Adidas Runners, um, a local group here in New York City, another group out in LA, um, a branch of Adidas and Adidas Running. Um, were you there from the beginning? Like when they started, they, they pretty much came to New York. The group started three years ago or four years ago? I believe four like four or five years ago now honestly. okay it's, it's three years. so were you, were you honestly, there from the beginning so i honestly was somewhat there like i remember the first time like just hearing about it mm-hmm. and like the first time like an ar shirt was presented oh yeah like, i got the original like one of the old the og shirts, AR shirts wow. and i was just like and all i remember was somebody saying hey they're coming they're coming and i was just like okay and That's i just cool. thought it was a dope thing yeah, yeah. but uh, i i wasn't part of the original like group that started to run like i came in maybe after like once it got solidified uh, and like it really was up and running and like open mm-hmm. to the public 
Yeah. Because yeah, in the yeah. beginning, it wasn't open to the public. It was just only uh, like a few people were like invited in just to basically mm, like a test trial test, phase. Yeah, trial. Yeah. And then once it really was opened up, that's when I guess slowly started mm. to join in the community. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I joined two years ago, the 21, 20, 2019. Yeah. At the beginning of 2019. Um, yeah. So like that, that in its own was also my my shared experience was thinking, man, I can't hang like this is I'm way out of my league here. I'm not a runner. These people must have been like competitive runners or very experienced runners. And again, to my surprise, it was it wasn't really like that. Sure, there were a handful of people that were serious runners, avid runners um, that have a long history in the sport. But the majority or a good portion of people were just running for the passion and love of running and they were runners and, and runners period. And so that was really cool. The experience was the shared stories, shared, shared experiences. And then everyone just shares the passion for, uh, for the sport. Um, and that's what helped me to push myself to, like you said, do a 5k and then, Oh, I can run double digits. I can do a long run on a Saturday. And then the thoughts start flooding in. Like maybe I try a half marathon and then maybe I try a marathon and stuff like that. So that progression is, as a runner is so that's my shared experience too. Um, and speaking of marathons, you just ran your first marathon last year, right? It was the New York city virtual marathon. Yes. I definitely did that last year. That was my first marathon. And it's just crazy just to think about my first marathon was a virtual, mm, Yeah, but yeah. again, it was, the irony was we still did the New York city route, except starting off the Verrazano bridge, but mm -hmm. we did the New York city route complete through shout out to Les and the team for running mm -hmm. with me like I I couldn't do it by myself but yeah mm -hmm. and the thing about it last year was just a crazy year but I always knew for a fact that date where the, the New York City marathon was supposed to be run I was gonna mm -hmm. run it regardless no matter what I was always, no matter no what. matter what so I spent a lot of days just training just mm -hmm. training for that moment so like I even had like I broke down like a couple of months to have different training plans and just feel like, all oh, right, wow. I need to build up my stamina and build up mm -hmm. speed and everything. But, and I remembered one month was June in particular, I would do 10 miles every day from Monday to Wednesday mm -hmm. for the whole month. So like to start off my own week by Wednesday, 30 miles was already in the Done. book. Yeah. And like, it was something to me, like I was so astonished by it at the end of the month, because mm -hmm. also just like what you do, like, you have a certain time frame, like, oh, I know for a fact it's going to take me this amount of time to get it done. Mm -hmm. So I always knew for a fact I always had to get it done at this amount of time with only a 10-minute grace period, as in yeah, yeah. it was only going to be slower than 10 minutes, but it was always going to be this time or faster. Yeah, that yeah. was it. Yeah. And to me, it was so astonishing because before, like I said, I was so scared just to run 10 miles, mm -hmm. but then it's like, all right, technically you're doing 10 miles three times, four times out of a month. So it's like, yeah, yeah that's ridiculous and it and i really saw myself i'm like wow like i'm actually a way better runner than i was when i started mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was just literally all mental just and i told myself like wow just you really are running 10 miles back to back days yeah. like you have this strength and like the energy to do this where it's, before, po it's like possible I, it's possible it's and possible. you're doing it yeah yeah where before, like I said, I was like, yo, the thought of 10 miles really scared the shit mm -hmm, out of me. Mm -hmm. But it was just like, yo, you're doing this now. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, you don't know you can do it until you do it. So, like, yeah, like, I've been running eight miles a day for a little over two years now. 
Um, so that's my streak. Every day, every morning, eight miles, I get it in. I do my miles in and I'm like, that's the great start to my day. When I started though, similar to like to you, it was kind of bizarre and almost seemed impossible. Like running eight miles was a long run for me. And then, you know, you do, once you do it, my mindset also has always been just to be better than I was yesterday, whether that means run a little farther or a little faster, or just run more efficiently or effectively and just have a better run, like just be better than yesterday. So once I, once I ran the first eight miles, then it was, my mindset was, I just did it. Like, I know I can't complete it. The impossible, what seemed impossible is actually possible. And then I wake up the next day and think, okay, I did it yesterday. I have no reason why I can't do it again today. And there was definitely like a lot of effort put in. It wasn't always easy. And what I tell people now is running eight miles a day, having it, having done it for the past couple of years is now it's such a habit and it's all muscle memory at this point. Like I'm sure with your experience running 10 miles a day for the first three days of the week, when you start in week one, it feels a lot different than week four, like week four probably felt a little bit easier than it did a couple of weeks prior. So now me running eight miles a day, doing it for two years, definitely the progression is there. And like, I feel a lot different now, better in a way than I did when I started. And those eight mile runs are just a little bit easier and a little bit faster. And that time frame, I know I have an hour to an hour 15, similar to you, that 10 minute grace period or that 10 minute flex period. I know if I push it, I can run it just over an hour. If I take a little bit easier, I can do an hour 15, um, just depending on how I feel that day. So yeah, definitely a lot, like two years makes a, a huge change in your progression as an athlete or as a runner or in any way, shape or form, when you dedicate time to a craft um, and you put the time in and the work in, you definitely feel better long-term than the immediate now. Um, do you still do 10 miles a day or no? 10 miles a couple of times a week no i haven't done it this year just because of injuries so like mm -hmm. that's another thing about a runner like we all have setbacks and mm -hmm. it's very frustrating because it's like you always want to be running you always want to yeah. be at your best you always want to continue reaching the next level and basically the evolution of your running but life happens like mm -hmm. you get injured mm -hmm. as much as you try to avoid it you get injured so like yeah. i had I actually started this year on a, like a strict training plan of like going to the gym and making sure mm -hmm. like I had like great solid running every week. Mm -hmm. And like I said, by May, I felt like I was at peak condition. Like I felt like mm -hmm. my running was at its best in the last few years. I was strong as possible. Like I just felt like I was running on an A level. Mm -hmm. But then it was just like I was able, unfortunately, I had a back injury and like the back injury really set me back. Mm -hmm. And that was the one thing that was really bothering me because I'm like, damn, I put so much time in in the beginning of the year. Now it felt like everything got wasted. But again, it's like what you said, you've done it before so you could do it again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that was the one thing I kept telling myself. I'm like, all right, I can get back to running these times. I can get yep. back to running these distances. But then again, what made it like my motivation even clearer was we had TSP coming up. Like mm -hmm. we all signed up to run TSP. And the one thing I told myself was, all right, you need to be ready for TSP. Mm. Like that's your goal right now. Like mm. get your body back into the perfect condition where when TSP comes around, like you're not you're not BSing, you're not yeah. injured, you're, ready, you're not you're like, ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. So like that was the goal and that's what happened. Like 
when TFC came around, it was so weird because I was just like, when TFC started, I was running the 5Ks and 10Ks times like I was running when I was at my peak. And I was like, oh, damn, I didn't think I could get back to this. But it was yeah, there you go. Once the competitive nature kicks in, your body mm. just reminds itself, like muscle memory, like you said, I can do this. So we're going to do this right now and we're going to show everybody what we're about. Yeah, yeah. For those of you listening and who don't know, um, TSP is the Speed Project. Um, usually the in-person race is from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. Um, and basically a handful of teams race and and try to just try to compete Um whoever gets to Vegas first wins the race. So the record right now is 29 hours, 53 minutes. And so Dudley, myself, and a couple of members of Adidas Runners New York City participated this year in the virtual version of the speed project, TSP DIY. And we had the same time frame, just under 30 hours to run as many miles as we can in competition to everyone else doing the race. So um, that just wrapped up last month. Um, I believe on average, we had six team, team members, uh, OG style team, uh, four guys, two girls, each team member in the 30 hour window ran 40 miles. Um, yeah, we can, maybe that might be another episode going and elaborating on the TSP experience. Uh, I might bring the rest of the team, team members on. Uh, that'd be a lot of fun to, to reminisce really? about yeah relive the experience that was i mean in that you said it perfectly the race setting the competitive nature of being an athlete like once you once you understand that the clock is ticking and you're under like you're not under pressure but you're under the clock like you have to we have to run we have to race run fast run far um and especially in like an endurance kind of race setting in this 30-hour window minimal sleep minimal time to recover um, pushing, uh, pushing ourselves to the limits pretty much. Um, when you get under those environments and that circum under those circumstances, like the real you comes out, you know, and the real team members, you, you know, you, you, it comes out like the team effort, everybody, the community luckily are very fortunate to have the community behind us here in New York, as we were based out in Brooklyn, running around Brooklyn, doing the, the speed project for that weekend. Um, and so, yeah, man, that also was a great prep to uh, what were what's coming up for us and for you, for me, for the team, uh, the Boston Marathon. Are you ready for Boston coming up next week? Listen, I'm more than ready for Boston. And mm. it's crazy, too, because I've been fortunate to work Boston a few times already. So, like, I've seen mm. the energy of the crowd. Mm -hmm. I've seen how much, basically, the whole city just shuts down. Like, it's. Mm. Boston Marathon is everything in Boston for that one day it's all about the marathon mm. and you just see like the joy of the competitors mm. and like how much like it means to them to run Boston mm -hmm. Marathon so like I've always seen it as a spectator and I always tell myself wow you know if I ever have a chance that would be great yeah, but yeah. then again us and the team we have that chance to yep. compete together this next Monday actually yeah seven days at man. Boston in yep. seven days so like it's just mentally preparing for that excitement because as a spectator you feel the energy but mm -hmm. now as a competitor you just know it's going to be magnified and yep. like you just yeah just want to experience everything that you've seen like everybody that you cheered for the last few years mm -hmm. I was like all right it's my turn like it's I'm your there. turn like, you're I'm there hype you're on the other side of the of the, of the barricade <laughs> you're you're on yeah. the you're on the racetrack pretty much 
yeah. when you say work Boston, you mean for Adidas? Yeah, so I worked at the expo for Adidas oh, cool. the last few years. So like it was basically just helping sell like and educate the consumers about our Boston apparel, footwear. Mm-hmm. Cause usually we always do special collaborations with the Boston Marathon. So mm-hmm. like we just it was just a big event. So just yeah, yeah. working on that standpoint and like, you know, really getting to know the competitors because almost everyone that comes to the expo is running the marathon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like they want to get like the full Boston Marathon kit, the jacket, the pants, mm-hmm. the tights. And oftentimes we have a special edition of Boston Marathon sneakers. So like usually they want to cop the sneakers, mm-hmm. get a quick shakeout in them and then run there on them go. during yeah, the marathon. Yeah. So like it was fun. But again, like I said, I'm just glad to be on the other side this mm-hmm. year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so Boston is going to be my first official marathon. I ran an unofficial full earlier this year just by myself. Um, honestly, a little casually and spontaneously just tried to just ran 26.2 miles a little over one good morning in like February or, or March or something like that. Just it was a good feeling. So I'm excited to get in that race setting, uh, even in a in the like a place like Boston running the Boston Marathon. Um, and getting ready to see what I can do. Um, I have a time set in mind. I have a goal, whether or not I achieve it or I don't, it's okay. Like I'm going there in the mindset of having fun. And a part of that is giving it my all to see what I can do. So excited for that. Um, and to be able to share that experience with you and, um, Adidas runners and our team. Um, so with, with Adidas, so right now you, so you're, you work on the brand side, right? Correct. I work on the brand side. As of right now, I'm working as an assistant brand manager for mm-hmm. Com, mm-hmm. and I'm also like the product specialist for our mm-hmm. team in New York City. So you're basically the footwear expert. How did you yes. get? How did you get into that? Have you always had a passion for running, and even like a passion for product or a passion for shoes? So oddly enough, like my story for Adidas is like one of those stories like you can't believe it. It's just like the same way when it comes to my running story, like you just can't believe it. Mm-hmm. So like my Adidas story starts in 2015. My friend who was basically the HR manager was like, hey, there's a new store opening. Like we would love for you to come work with us. Mm-hmm. And I said, sure. I just, just wanted an extra paycheck. That was yeah, the yeah, yeah. I didn't want to really, I wasn't thinking about much. I was like, let me just get an extra paycheck in the summertime. So that's again actually Ultra Boost debuted, and I was just like mm. in wearing the shoe for the first time. And I was like, oh my gosh! Like if I had this in high school, like I probably would have ran faster. Mm-hmm, and just mm-hmm. like thinking like that, but again, it was just like slowly progressing. Like the more footwear product came out, like I just started to love love the brand even more. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then again, like I got approached by the field marketing team, and you know I went on to become a field agent. And it was, that was just basically talking about the product overall, just yeah, not yeah, running, yeah. but just overall learning. But I, it was, that's where my love of being a product expert grew. Uh, that, yeah, yeah. So that's where that element came in. And then when Adidas Runners came in, it was like, all right, I used to run. Let me get back into running. Mm-hmm. And again, like the first few times, like I said, when I ran Hills and Temple Tuesday, like I will go and like run with people, but then. I remember some community members would be like, yo, I don't know what shoe to get. What to do that? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I used to, it me, was cas- me being one of them, one of them asking yeah. you what I should wear. Yeah, yeah. And me just casually just using my knowledge and just mm-hmm. like, Hey, you should run in this. I recommend this. Da, da, da. And then it was just one of those things where Adidas was just like, 
he runs with the community. He's a product expert. Why don't we just make him the product specialist? Yeah, yeah. New York City. And that's where that, and ever since then, like my love for it grew. And I mm-hmm. feel like the reason why it grew was I became a better runner mm-hmm. and I just really loved running. So like my feeling and thought process was if I really loved the sport of running, mm-hmm. I would want the best product all the time. For you, so yeah, I would yeah. Also, so I would actually want the best for everyone who runs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like every community member, I always think about myself first. I'm like, hey, if I want the best for me, mm-hmm. I should want the best for them. And like, yeah. I'm not trying to just sell you, oh, here's our latest shoe. Yeah, It's yeah. going to work for you. When You're going to sell the shoe for them, their shoe. Yeah. I think so, and, uh, what's, what's funny, like you literally put yourself in someone else's shoes to sell them the shoes that they really need for sports or for running. Yeah, Yeah, man, that's cool. Like, that's amazing. Like, I I think that's uh, also for you having a history with running and currently as a runner, definitely bridging the gap between um, like brand and consumer or Adidas and a runner, you know, like you, again, you literally put yourself in the shoes of the person you're talking to as the product expert to recommend the best product for them. I think that's pretty cool, man. Um, yeah, even so, what are you running in Boston? What are you going to put on for Boston? Oh, like, that's easy. I'm wearing the new Adios Pro 2, the blue mm. colorway. Like, mm. that's the go-to running shoe right now. Like, there we go. It's, gonna, it's my racing shoe. Like, it's, it's going to tear off the streets of Boston. Mm. Like, it's, that's, that's, that's the name of the game. Here we go. A lot of excitement there, man. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to rock the Prime X's for sure. Maybe Adios Pros too. Might be a game day decision. But um, yeah, man, that's cool. Excited for next week, dude. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we're definitely yeah. going to connect soon, if not get together in person before we head to Boston. Um, but yeah, man, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for um, wanting to be on the show. It's a great having you um yeah man enjoy the rest of your day uh thank you man it's been fun no thank you like i would like i said i'm excited to share my story and i'm just glad to come back anytime that you need me because you know i still got a lot of more running stories and i'm here to Mm. share them yeah for sure more more um yeah definitely on the next episode for sure we're gonna have many more episodes i guarantee you that so um, we're gonna talk about experiences we're gonna share stories no doubt um so yeah man to the audience thank you for tuning in thank you for listening stay tuned more to come as always stay for the stories stay for the stories all right man have a good day we'll chat later all right